With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The Subway Final Word. Good evening, I'm Albie Oxenrider. Welcome to the Subway Final Word. This is the show with so many awards and so many stars that we've stopped counting. This is also the show that invites you into the conversation for sports. You can get your opinion on TV right here, as you know, every Sunday night. Let's get started by introducing you to tonight's three panelists. Please welcome the afternoon host at 105.9 The X, Mark Madden. Albie, I'm caught in the crossfire. <laughs> <laughs> the host on AM 1250, The Answer, 5 p.m. daily, and a trip contributor, John Steigerwald. They played high school football in Utah Friday night. How many people are gonna die? And from our partner, DKPittsburghSports.com, Dan Kabachevich. Hi, Dan. Hi, Albie. I need a GPS to find this place. Some help putting on the tie and everything. It's been forever since we've been in the studio. Like, you miss my living room, Albie. The whole gang back together again. And some of the topics we're talking about tonight, way too early predictions for the Steelers. Penguins letting, uh, letting go of their assistant coaches. How will you view the World Series champion in this season of chaos and pick one offensive player other than Ben will make an impact, who has to make an impact for the Steelers. But first, the big topic about to go down, hitting a training camp, pads tomorrow. What's the most interesting thing that you'll be watching to come out of Steelers training camp now that they're practicing with pads starting tomorrow? Mark, start us off. Uh, I want to see what happens with the offensive line, not just in training camp, but how they look in the season, because the offensive line was not the strength that was hoped for last year. Villanueva is washed up. DeCastro's fading. Ponce might be a bit past his prime, and they're going to make a terrible mistake at the other two spots. What they should do with no exhibition games is put Wisniewski, the newcomer, the guy who won the Super Bowl last year with Kansas City, slot him in at left guard and leave Filer at right tackle. You have experience. You won't have to make mistakes. You won't have to learn lessons. You won't have to adjust to new people in new places, but instead, they're going to move Filer to left guard, which may well be his better position, but then you got the tackle-eligible novelty act battling with Mr. Healthy Scratch for right tackle, and those don't sound like good options, so the O-line is what I'm going to be watching. John Staggerwald. Well, it's hard to say, you know, what's going to be interesting. I don't know how interesting it's going to be because I don't know how much you're going to be able to watch, number one, and the other thing is, Really, the only interesting thing that really comes out of training camp are the preseason games, not because you see what the veterans can do, but you, you actually get a chance to see uh, draft picks and, and young players, maybe not just first-year guys, but uh, first couple-year guys, uh, get a chance to play, and you can see what they can do. Um, and, and what's going to be interesting to me is, gonna, is to see what exactly they do in training camp with no games to play. How much can they get out of practice? It is, after all, only practice. I don't know if they've adjusted the rules to hitting, but there's only a certain amount of hitting you're allowed to do anymore. So I just really don't know what they're going to get out of practice. The only thing that's good for them is that everybody's in the same boat. Dan? Uh, hitting starts 
tomorrow. Uh, I'll be in there the day after tomorrow, and man, I'm going to keep it simple. I just want to watch the ball coming out of Ben's hands, and I want to see who he's throwing it to, how he's throwing it, tight spiral, deep balls. I don't care if he misses. You want to see the arm strength. You want to see the confidence. And getting specific within that, I'd really like to see Ben develop some kind of relationship quarterback to receiver wise with Deontay Johnson. This player, I really believe, is going to be the key to this, this offense becoming a lot better than just above average. Deontay Johnson, remember that. All right. A reminder, keep the comments coming. And Mark and John and Dan will be commenting on your comments. You can find us on Twitter at WPXI Final Word, on Facebook at The Final Word. Now it's time for five words. Give us five words on some way too early predictions for the Steelers 2020 season. All right. See Ben in action first. That's from Twitter. Incomplete. COVID cuts it short. That's from Bubba Banjo on Twitter. And finally, the Steelers will go 11 and 5. It's a real early prediction on that. Thank you, Sean. Uh, now, Mark, John, and Day. And five words, please. Those way early predictions for the Steelers this season. Mark, you're first. Well, first off, COVID ain't going to cut this season short. They could have bodies piled outside the facilities. There's too much TV money to not see it through. But my five words are Juju Smith-Schuster will disappoint. Have you seen this guy on TikTok? He's posting these videos of him dancing every day. Today, it was one of him dancing at Point State Park in a onesie. This guy's a goof. He's a brand, not a player. All right, Stag, five words. Uh, they'll contend for the division. Uh, I don't know if that's a, an outrageous uh, prediction, but I think they, they have the nucleus of a good team. Uh, I, I, think, I think Ben Roethlisberger is going to be fine. Um, he can throw the ball. I think that's already been shown that he can, unless there's something to do with that injury that would mean that maybe you know a, a lot of throwing that injury would have would be affected by a lot of throwing then his throwing would drop off but uh, i think they'll contend for the division uh, right up to the end all right dan five words defense will feed off offense yeah think about this steven nelson brought this up in a call last week he said that if the offense produces the way a lot of people are hoping and maybe even expecting the defense is going to be that much more formidable because they're no, they're going to know that they can attack the ball the way they want to they're going to have the other team not in a position to kill the clock they're going to be more aggressive think about that the nfl's best defense becoming even better all right when we come back what do you make of the penguins letting several assistant coaches go how much of an impact do you think that will have moving forward on facebook justin says latang needs to go the subway final word is back right after this the subway final word Welcome back. I'm Albie Oxenrider. This is the show that's imitated more than you'd believe and predictably never duplicated. Tonight with a trio of stars, Mark Madden, John Steigerwald, and Dan Kovacevic with me. And our uh, second topic tonight, what do you make of the Penguins letting several assistant coaches go? How much of an impact do you think that will have moving forward, Dan? Well, in and of itself, not much. It's the beginning. That's the way I would look at it. Jim Rutherford uh, wanted to shake things up. He believed that his coaching staff collectively wasn't getting it done, probably, arguably, uh, in the motivational mode. When he watched his team from afar, he didn't make the trip up to Toronto, but watching his team go down the way it did in those four games, but he knows that's not where it can stop. The Penguins have a lot of moves to make, uh, and it's not going to just be limited to Jacques Martin, Mark Recchi, 
uh, and Sergei Gonchar. That said, maybe a little bit more pressure on all involved because there was respect for those assistant coaches. All right, let's go back to Twitter. At least doing something. Staggy, uh, what's your take on this? Well, first of all, I don't think doing something just to do something is never a good idea, but they had to do something uh, this time for sure. And uh, getting rid of th all three assistant coaches is a pretty big something. Getting rid of one, you know, uh, because you're trying to fix the power play, uh, or getting rid of another because you want to have help the defense. But all three of them, uh, that's a big one. And the question is, how much of an impact will it have? It better have some impact because uh, you can't do what they've done the last two years and keep going the way they're going. Uh, the next guy to go is the head coach. they got to fix it. And uh, whether or not the actual hiring of the three new guys will be able to be measured and, and you'll be able to determine that that made an impact, something better make an impact, and that would be a good place to start. All right, Mark. They wanted to get their attention, so they shot a bunch of hostages. Uh, it won't have much significant impact, and we won't really know if it have e has any until we see who replaces the three coaches who got canned. But Jim Rutherford says he wants the team's leadership and intensity to change. I don't know how that happens if you bring back Crosby, Malkin, and Latang. They're the leaders. The intensity trickles down from them. That said, with those guys, no matter who surrounds them, I think the Penguins are still a playoff team. And maybe that's important if you can sell tickets because that playoff revenue counts for a relatively small market like Pittsburgh. All right, to baseball now. A strange season has gotten even stranger. July 24th was the last day that every major league team played on the same day with seven inning doubleheaders, new extra inning rules, etc. Do you feel that uh, whoever, whatever team comes out of the, with a World Series this year, is that a true champion? Let's go back to John. Uh, no. Simple answer, no. They'll always have a, 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 the biggest asterisk in the history of baseball if it's not next to the winner, we'll, we'll, we'll be there anyway in everybody's mind. Uh, it's a ridiculous joke of a season already. Uh, you, can't have, you can't have one team playing nine games and another team playing 25, and it's just insane. Um, and what I don't understand is why it got to this. Uh, I still haven't heard how many of those Marlins players died and the ones that were tested positive for the, the virus. Uh, so they got the virus. They got sick. You take them out. There was no minor league season, so every team had every player in their organization available if they wanted them. They should have had those players ready. If five guys get sick, bring five other guys in. When those five guys get better, take those five guys out and just move them around. Instead of postponing games and postponing series, it's a joke. They should just forget it. All right, back to Twitter, uh, agreeing with John. Not the fans. This is a joke. This shows baseball is run by circus clowns. Uh, thanks, Hot Rod. Back to Day, and uh, do you think that whoever wins the World Series will be a true champion? Of course they will. I mean, why, why is this even a discussion? I don't get that. Who's going to put an asterisk in the book? If you want to get literal about it, who's going to put an asterisk in there next to this season? It's not going to happen. The only way there would be an asterisk is if there weren't a champion. These are the rules. This is the way it was set up. The teams, the league, the players all agreed to it. This is how it's going to go. Let's let it play out here. There's still another month and a half of a regular season to go, then a full playoff. I can promise you this, by the time we're into October and there's a World Series being played, nobody's going to be questioning the validity of this thing. I really believe that. It just takes time. And, you know, the Marlins and the Cardinals and everything else, it gets blown up. But Major League Baseball has actually been great at this, at the way they've managed it. All right, Mark. Well, the one way Dejan could be wrong is if there's an outbreak during the World Series 
and one team has to forfeit. But otherwise, I agree. All these teams are battling the same circumstances, albeit some much more wisely than others. Whoever wins the World Series wins the World Series. And what's the alternative? No baseball to throw all that TV money back? Nah, they had to do it this way. There have been some bumps in the road, and they've made some mistakes, mostly the teams and players and not MLB. But there's nothing wrong with the way they're approaching it, and I think it will be played to a conclusion. All right. The Steelers, as mentioned, will practice in pads tomorrow for the first time this year. Mark, outside of Ben, pick one player on offense that has to shine for the Steelers for them to return to Super Bowl contention, and, and tell us why. Uh, Franco Harris, he has to come back in his prime <laughs> for them to have a chance to be a Super Bowl contender. They'll be lucky they make the playoffs. And you ask a question about them being a Super Bowl contender, I think we'd probably have to say James Conner because he's the only competent running back they have. Well, they have some that are competent, but you know what I mean. He's the only legitimate starter, and he can be good when he stays healthy, but he won't, so I think they'll be in trouble. All right, back to Twitter. Agreeing with Mark, James Conner. Uh, needs to have a consistent running game to come up at Ben's return. Um, what's your take, Stag? Somebody has to come forward on the offense. Uh, I like uh, Dayon's pick of Deontay Johnson. I thought he was going to be more of a factor last year, but he showed me enough last year to make me think he's going to be a really, really good player. Uh, the guy that I'm looking forward to seeing is Anthony McFarland. He's a fourth-round draft pick. He's 5'8", 190 pounds, about the same size as... Uh, Barry Sanders so and, he, and I like the way he runs and I think I, I like the dimension that he gives them he's got to be some kind of a factor for the offense to look uh, any uh, much better than it, than it did last year uh, obviously of course not not uh, including Ben Roethlisberger all right finally Dan yeah mine's Deontay but I'll tell you what since I already talked about him I'm going to throw in one other and that's James Washington for the simple reason that Ben has always wanted and had if you think about it a deep threat wide receiver this team doesn't have a whole lot of field stretchers Deontay's not that Juju's not that at least not in the in the straight line Saints uh, James Washington can be that guy he'll burn it he'll get out there and he'll win the ball uh, I'd say if he can do that that opens up an awful lot underneath for Ben and the other receivers and the two big tight ends all right uh, just to uh, finish things up here Make a pick uh, for the AFC North, John. Baltimore. Uh, Mark? Obviously Baltimore, and I got Cleveland second. That depends on how Johnny Manziel Jr. does. Dayan? No, I've, I've got Pittsburgh. I think, they're, I think this offense is going to rise up and surprise a lot of people. All right. We will find out soon. Again, the Steelers in pads tomorrow at Heinz Field. When we come back, around the horn on any topic, the final word is next on the Subway Final Word. Subway Final Word. Welcome back to the Subway Final Word. Did we mention that this show is award-winning? During the commercial, we just received word of another award, but that's <laughs> that's for another time. It's uh, time now for the final word. Everybody gets a chance, and John, you're first. I want to thank all the little people involved in that <laughs> award. Um, but uh, no, I, I mentioned at the top of the show that they actually played high school football in um, Utah over the weekend. They, they had a game Thursday night to open the season. They played another 40 games in and around uh, Salt Lake City. Uh, they had fans at the game. They had uh, like 1,000 fans in a 4,000-seat stadium, 25%. And the governor out there worked hard to figure out a way to get them to be able to play high school football. He uh, messed around a little bit with some restrictions he had put in, 
and they're going to play, and nobody is going to die. They can play high school football there. They should play it here. Let's do it. Mark, final word. Tuka Rask, the Boston goaltender, left the NHL bubble because he was lonely and miserable. Not because of a family emergency, but because he just didn't like where he was at. People making excuses for the guy, pounding the chest and yelling family first. Tuka Rask is soft. There are 23 other, no, 30 other guys, the expanded roster. He let down his teammates. He let down 29 other guys. Day and final word. You know, John mentioned something about the, the complexities of the Major League Baseball schedule as you start seeing teams with only eight or nine games in the standings. I've got an idea. Make them forfeit. I'm totally serious here. I'm, believe me, I'm not saying that so that the Pirates could improve to 9-14 and 14 over the five wins they would have picked up in the past week. I'm saying it because eventually it's gonna, you're going to run out of clock here. Uh, the Cardinals have missed a ton of games here, all three with the Pirates. The Reds just now two games. Uh, at some point or other, the burden has to go on the teams that are testing positive. Mark mentioned earlier, it's been on the teams and on the players when something's gone wrong. Make it count in the standings. All right. Thank you, Dan, John, and Mark. Our final word now from social media. Sullivan's seat better be scorching hot heading into next year. Thanks for that. Steelers and pads tomorrow. Continued uncertainty with Major League Baseball. So make sure you're up to speed and checking out halftime adjustments with Dan and me. Get the WPXI Now app. You can get that on Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Fire, anywhere you get your apps for your smart TV. Join us Wednesday nights at 7.30, and we'll talk about what's happening midweek. And, of course, we'll see you here next Sunday night. That's the Subway final word for tonight. I'm Albie Oxenrider. For Mark, John, and Dan, a trio of stars and award winners. Thanks for staying up with us. Woo! See you next time.